0: This is the Age of Distraction podcast on the HMC Network, hosted by HMC executive producer Sarah Mason, along with screenwriters Warren Lewis, whose credits include Black Grain and 13th Warrior, and Stephen Godshow who is the executive producer and head writer of the critically acclaimed series Dead Like Me on Showtime and is currently adapting Walker Percy's celebrated novel, The Moviegoer, into a feature film. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, Sarah. Good afternoon. Hey, anything crazy happened recently to you guys?
1: <laughs> uh, End of the World happened a little bit, but uh, again. Um, I...
2: Um my test for COVID-19 came back negative.
0: <laughs> How'd you get a test?
2: I'm kidding. I didn't get a test. I'm not... I don't play for the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm not... <laughs> 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 I didn't get a test.
1: What a world. Yeah.
0: Are you both hunkered down? Are you going stir crazy? What's uh, What's been going on?
2: Um, I have been... Practicing social distancing for the better part of <laughs> <laughs> so, I,
0: I've been doing that for a decade. I right.
2: right. uh, this is this is really um, business as usual with far fewer people on the street. So
1: yeah, um, I think it's been a great relief okay. in
3: many ways. Um, I mean, how so? Well,
1: the walls cl- close in a little bit, but I, I, you know, for a guy who I enjoy my own company generally. <laughs> and, and, and let's face it, nobody else does, but I do. Uh, but um, I'm used to, like, talking to rooms full of people suddenly in my life. And that's just not happening. So it's mm-hmm. weird. It's a weird transition after another weird transition, another personal weird transition.
2: Um, so. I I don't know if you want to get this serious this quickly. Um, but, you know, as a writer who who spends a lot of his – time alone um, um, trying to find urgency about that, which we do, um, I, I feel an increased sense of urgency mm-hmm. of, of, about my work and um, in, in a practical sense because I, I know at some point they're going to want new scripts and uh, they're going to want um, uh, to get stuff in production and to um, I feel that um, it's important to um, uh, uh, to write at this time, and um, and and sort of not sit idly by and um, and eat all the wonderful food I've hoarded. Okay.
0: <laughs> no, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, if uh, storytellers need to be storytellers right now, I mean, we're in. And I mean, going back in time in disasters, you know, artists and storytellers are important in these times. And this is, there are so many unknowns right now. And, uh, you know, I think those are things that people are grasping onto and are appreciating.
1: Let let me run something by you. that occurred to me today. Maybe it's the most hackneyed idea in the world, but you are right about storytelling and you're right, obviously about isolation. And I'm just wondering if some of the work that comes out of this, not six months from now, but right now, this minute would be people Online with each other, recording their recording their moments, their their highs and their lows. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be it would be a great opportunity for us to oddly connect that we that we didn't have the opportunity to do. There's something there's an intimacy to it that is missing yeah. in daily life. You know, so
0: well. And you're not you doing that with the cocktail parties? Yeah, the cocktail
1: party the the cocktail parties if they're not too. I, I, I'm serious about that. You're going to have to explain what that is. Yeah. Well, it's really simple. Uh, I'm going to use Zoom, and um, I'm sending out invitations, and it, they'll go out, and people are just going to gather online on Zoom in the, for, you know, for a happy hour. Uh, my theory right now is, although I don't, I don't want to hit it too heavily, there might be a theme to the evening. Uh, I think the first one, the background music, is going to be provided by Radio Dismuke, which is a wonderful hmm. serv- service that provides sort of period dance and band music. It's very comforting. And uh, I've downloaded a background for my Zoom account that's basically me behind a bar. And <laughs> I, just we'd, I just thought we'd have some drinks. So
0: it's an online speakeasy.
1: Yeah, I just thought we'd have some drinks and, and sort of connect. The danger here, I think, gosh, there's so many, but we already, we talked about this before in previous, uh, times that we have a generation or a couple of generations now of people that are very comfortable isolating, Mm
3: -hmm. which,
1: which reflects on our industry and, you know, and people alone in their living rooms. And I would hate to make this an excuse to make that a basic and constant part of our culture. So if we're stuck with it, Let's try to use it, try to make some lemonade out of it.
0: Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I think you're right in that it might be be good in that sense because maybe we'll do something more useful with our time online instead of, I mean, I think there's still going to be a lot of, you know, you're not going to get rid of the trolls. That's just not going to happen. There's a lot of that going on right now. But it Mm -hmm. does seem like there's an opening for something creative and more connecting.
1: Something people can leave behind possibly when all this mm. is over you know uh, this kind of thing brings out the best in people and it brings out the worst in people you know and including toilet paper hoarders and I won't mention any names but uh, i I
2: cannot share a square I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. and um it was funny. A few days into this, someone posted pictures of of lines uh, around the block to get into gun stores. Yeah, and my reaction was, "Well, how the hell do you think uh, we're going to protect all this
1: toilet paper?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't speak for anybody else, but right now I, I'm just I'm just sitting here, totally bunkered up, in, in, yeah, in my, in my flak vest, uh, ready to go, you know. I'm. I'm just hoping that we can figure out how to be good to each other. I know this is weird coming out of me, of all people, you know. But there's maybe there's some way we can back each other up a little bit. And maybe six months from now, there'll be a great little movie made of people talking to you know talking to the camera. Today this happened or today that happened.
3: Um, or, I,
1: you know, I. don't know. I don't buy any of it. I. I. <laughs> I uh,
2: having watched the hoarders, have been a look. At the empty shelves everywhere, it is so clear to me that most people, not all, are every man, every woman for himself, herself, and um, this is why you have government. This is why you have oh, absolutely true that. This
3: That's is why you have
2: that. because if people left to their own devices, um, I'd only care and and look uh, as we know we watched Richard Burr. Hmm. The head of Senate intelligence find out what the story was, was briefed on it, knew how bad it was and sold almost his entire portfolio. Uh, and then spouted as other senators did, uh, that this thing isn't so bad. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, It's, it's actually not amazing. And, um, I do think uh, to circle back uh, to warn what you were saying is um, uh, some people are going to go down uh, the social media rabbit hole, uh, mm-hmm. of course. And, and some people are, it's going to be revealed. It, it's going to, it, did we lose someone?
1: Nope. No. Um,
2: Someone's my
0: phone went off.
1: My bad.
2: This is
0: what, ha- this, what happens <laughs> when you social distance
1: yeah.
2: Um no question. And <laughs> and and I think some people are going to see it for what it is, which is in some cases a terrible waste of time. And um people who What's have, a
0: terrible waste of time? Uh, social media?
2: Yeah, going down uh, the social media rabbit hole, mm. like spending all day looking at Twitter. Oh, okay. And
0: okay, yeah. and,
2: and and which is uh, easy
0: to do.
2: Which is easy to do because it's it's funny and it's uh, weird, and there are a lot of uh, compelling people on it, especially mm-hmm. now. And but um, uh, at a certain point, you have to ask yourself to what end, and and then you have to sort of get things done and 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 take care of your loved ones. And
0: um oh, <laughs> What happens when boomers try to do new technology? <laughs>
2: Laura, I gotta call you back. <laughs> you, you can say it. that
1: if you Sarah, you, you say that now, but believe me, before this is over, you're gonna be very happy there's people like me that know about like how to start a new <laughs> <laughs> I
0: know, I and, agree.
2: Uh, uh that was my sister. Hello. Yay,
0: sweet gonna, sister, I'm, pretty uh, sister.
2: I'm gonna call her back. Um in any event, I, um, I I I do think for a lot of people, um, the a, a certain you know discipline in their life has been imposed by the fact that they have to get the kids school, they have to go to work, work work gives you deadlines, right. and um, and uh, this is the time to go to the gym, and now all of that is is a, a wash, and people are going to have to figure out how to um,
1: actually conduct their day on their. Right. It's, it's true. A, it's a very unique war footing. There's nothing like it in history. But really. that's, what it, that's what it feels like.
0: It um, does. Yeah. I mean, I've, yeah. Talked, I've been talking to my mother who's 91,
3: who, well, you know, right.
0: lived through world war two and my two uncles were on the beach in Normandy and one was a medic and one was a pilot and who dropped down. And I mean, I, when I was a, a little kid, they wouldn't, t- I mean, they told these sort of heroic stories, but they wouldn't talk about it because that generation never talked about stuff. And, but that sort of feeling, I mean, she, she just sort of, she said that this is the first time that she's kind of felt this way since then. in in her lifetime and that, that sense of, urgency but she she's caught she cautions that we're we're all spoiled at this point you know people are not willing to uh give up things i mean look at just look at what's going on in florida you know like back in in like a different generation you know people told you to hunker down in your house you just do it now we've got like the beaches of florida filled with spring breakers because they refuse to do it
1: Um, It's interesting you should bring that up. I was thinking about my mother a lot because yesterday was her birthday. Oh, I saw that. That's right.
0: Happy birthday.
1: Sweetheart. Yeah, yesterday was – my dad had his war stories like everybody, like any other combat veteran. He was reticent about it. But my mom's war stories are interesting and informative for us because she was a young woman at home raising an infant alone, and, um she talked all the time I mean this it wasn't the country that was being bombarded. I mean it wasn't you know Warsaw, it was New York somewhere, and she talked about rationing and how people pooled their ration coupons to make a birthday mm-hmm. cake or something and and other other examples of people. Living uh, living in an early wartime condition. Now, this is distinct from any wartime I'm familiar with, and you know I know a little bit about this stuff because we don't have the opportunity to slap the enemy, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's that's the major difference. We're thrown back on our own devices without an enemy, and as I, and to, to take what Stephen says and amplify it, possibly a little bit, the enemy can become the guy next door really easily. if we we don't watch ourselves. And uh, I'm not usually the cockeyed optimist in the room, as you know, but I'm trying to get between that and get between people like that and not make it happen and trying to be a good influence. I know that's completely alien to how I usually appear, but Time. There are
3: people
0: doing good things, though. I mean, there are stories out there of people, you know, as much as there's hoarders, there's also the people that are, you know, donating things. And, you know, the distillery in Pennsylvania that turned their plant into making, you know, hand sanitizer. And the woman who had a a, a perfume business that she had all these bottles and she donated it to them. I mean, there's people out there doing things as well. So, you know, I don't think we're all... Being, but I agree with you, Stephen. I think that that is why government's important. And left to our own devices, it'll it would oh, go abso- back. A-
1: absolutely fast. true. Of course, the most frustrating thing for me, I was talking to Connie, this, my wife, Constance, who you know, this morning, and I realized what was bothering me for the last three days, and that is, once upon a time, uh, I could have done something. I, you know, Meaning I could have, what? Well. You know, like after nine eleven, trying to, they didn't need me as it worked out, but, you know, trying to feed people or, you know, just being doing the basic stuff I used to do. Just, I can't put a band aid on people. I, 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 it's very frustrating for me, uh, to, you know, to think that, oh my gosh, there's a neighbor next door who might have a bleeding finger. And here I am, like, isolated. And I, I, I don't think I'm alone in that regard.
0: But you're a storyteller, like to bring it back to that, you know, this is that I think what you do is very important. And and I I, I just kind of want to bring it back to that to, to sort of talk about how how storytellers are being affected, how right now there's 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 it's important. And but let's talk a little bit about how this industry is being affected, because I, I, I think. I don't think people understand how how serious it is for the entertainment industry.
1: There have been three major, in my working life in, in the business and in my aspiring to work life, there have been three or four major changes that happened very quickly and pretty much before my eyes. When the industry changed and adapted, this particular challenge is going to change everything. There are parts of the business that are completely not survivable In one man's like, opinion. I think theatrical distribution, which is already on its yeah. which is already on its last leg, some people think i don't I think that it'll always be there is is going to um, be gone to a certain to, to a greater extent than people think.
0: That reminds me of something I want to ask you guys about. Have you? Did you see how Universal and several others were releasing these movies like Emma and The Invisible Man that were in theaters and deciding to release it on streaming? However, they're cho- they're they're charging twenty dollars for a forty eight hour rental. What what do you guys think about that?
2: Well, the. Uh look it's it goes back to what i said there um they it's like the guy um in Connecticut uh who who bought 17,000 bottles of uh sanitizer oh, yeah. and uh they uh these companies exist uh as commercial entities and uh they want to figure out how to make money and they know uh, that people don't want to leave their houses and they don't want to talk to each other and they want to be entertained. So while I, um, it's, it's, it's sort of the pay-per-view model. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, and I, for one, um, understand it. And, um, you know, uh, uh, people don't make these things for free and you can't watch them for free. And um, at a certain point, um, if you want to be entertained, um, are you eating, Warren? Certainly are you eating not. While I'm talking? No, I was counting my ammo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah it, if you want to dance, you got to pay the ban. And so um, I had a feeling with your uh, uh, disapproving tone, uh, that you don't feel the same way about this Donna.
0: here's the argument uh, and i understand exactly what you're saying and yes i agree these things don't aren't free they cost money and they're gonna lose a lot of money on them but for of you for people who are viewers who just lost their jobs who can't pay their rent there's it's twenty dollars is a lot when it costs 10 or 14 to buy it and six ninety nine is like the highest rental price. So when you're asking people to see, and the, and there's thousands of free content online. So I just I think they're going to have a hard time getting a lot of people to pay a twenty dollar rental fee when they've been asking people only to pay up to six ninety nine so far for things that are recently out. That's sure, a big I'm jump.
2: Sh- I'm sure you're right. Well, I think yeah. people will resist it. And they'll go back uh, to whatever they were watching and, and, and as always, uh, wait till cable.
0: Conversations, hosted by Sarah Mason, is brought to you by the HMC Network. For over 10 years, the HMC has been producing award-winning popular podcasts, digital content, and events. Visit the com.
1: Two quick observations. Maybe it's a question more than an observation. I I, I just mentioned the theatrical distribution uh, industry, but this is also a sea change for if, if that if that's what they're doing. It's it's a major change for the distribution method that replaced it, which is streaming. If enough pay per view happens, then a lot of the streaming models kind of go out the window too for a certain part of the audience. Um, that's one observation. The other one's kind of a sad observation, really. And that is, I just mi- I said a little minute ago, we're on war footing. Well, the last time we were on a major war footing where, you know, uh, many Americans, most Americans in some way were connected, the motion picture industry did exactly the opposite. And that says something about us that I'm not very pleased to report.
0: Wait, get, elaborate on that a little bit more.
1: Sure. <clears throat> um, during the Second World War and Korea, uh, the motion picture industry, more during the war, of course, really cranked up to, um, help, help the war effort to the extent. I will not bore you with the extent of it because you know, you know, I can do that. But films became more available and, uh, prices went down for motion pictures. Films were available 24 hours a day instead of at usual show times because, um, people were working shift jobs. Uh, We had an entire industry sending, uh, at that that point, radio programs overseas to people on these gigantic discs. I have a couple in the Weird World War II collection. And not making a nickel at it because people needed to be taken care of. And uh, it's worth mentioning, I don't know, maybe it isn't, how many executives, writers, producers, actors put their own work aside. Mm Mm-hmm to pitch in and by pitching in, I don't mean singing a rather mediocre Beatles song. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm saying mediocre cause I'm basically a kind person. Um So it, it's disappointing to me and inevitable that the industry would do that. I, as Steven said, I don't think it's going to work for long because you know what? It's not essential.
0: Right. Well, it's also against the like the thing that a lot of I, I still don't think Hollywood's grasped is is the YouTubers and that that world and the way they consume content and the way they you know they don't care in the same they they they're not gonna pay twenty dollars to see Emma or or even the Invisible Man which they want to see because they could probably hack it out like it remi- it reminds me of what happened when the music industry hit this point good point and well where all of a sudden there people were getting music online for free and um you know with napster the whole napster thing and that was like they were the big bad villains but it opened this floodgate and then the music industry like um, never was the same again you know like and i don't think i think we're in new territory in terms of trying to figure out how everyone can make money because they do need to make money. And it's particularly filmmakers who aren't the big studios, but, and like, and writers like yourselves and stuff who, you know, their their work, your work is, is valuable and it's worth something. So how is that balance? How is there that going to be balanced? That's what I think is yet to be determined.
2: Well, I look, this thing, as some people know, the, uh, the writer's guild pact uh, comes to an end May 1st.
3: Mm.
2: And, um, we've already had sort of a work stoppage because of, uh, problems with the big agencies, um, requiring, uh, the, the writers guild required us to fire our agents. Some of the agents have signed the deal. And so some of us now have agents. Um, but I think there's a writer strike looming. Really? I do. And, uh, and it is precisely because of streaming. Uh, Because writers think they're getting jobbed, think they're getting screwed on streaming, that they're not getting paid. And, um, I mean, who knows what's going to happen and and how the current unpleasantness is going to affect those negotiations. But I talk to a lot of people who believe that the writers will
1: strike. Mm-hmm
0: what is it when when would that happen you think
1: the summer wow
2: uh it's not it's not at a good time no uh it pisses me off uh i don't want it to happen i think the um uh it's going to be quite a little infight in the rank and file and the writers guild because uh people are hurting they want to work uh they want to sell their scripts um, uh, but they also want to have the long view of making sure uh that their scripts um sell for for enough right, and that the repeats are 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 recompensed, you know that we get paid over time on streaming,
0: yeah, no, it's fair. it's a fair point. I think that I do think writers get screwed, but right- writers have always gotten screwed, haven't you? Not right. that that makes it okay, well, but um, yeah,
1: it it it, uh, it doesn't make it okay. I didn't, uh, yes, yes, certainly. I've always felt I've always had a little bit of a problem with that model, and I speak as someone who has been screwed re- repeatedly. But sometimes I think, cue the echo chamber, that would mm. the luckiest people in the world. Turn off the echo chamber. So, um, <laughs> that um, so it,
2: it's a very scary time. Um Because, as Warren suggested, and as you 've suggested, um, are movies coming to an end?
0: God, I hope not
2: i i, I know I know what a fan you are um, but uh what do you think the studios are thinking about getting people to go back and sit
1: in a theater if they have if they have a grip on reality and they do. They're thinking that this is something that's going to be harkening back to a certain time in our industry before any of them were born when there were things like road shows it's going to be a very special occasion to get back into theaters. I'll um, get rid of that the
0: well uh, you know what I'll tell you what is having a resurgence, and it's interesting. And I wonder if this will happen I mean this was happening, and then coronavirus happened so i don't I don't know if we'll get back to it, but um independent theaters across the country are doing really well. I just did this project um, for Maine where um, they did a film festival called Maine in the movies. And it was movies set in Maine, filmed in Maine, inspired by authors who wrote about Maine. It was really wonderful. 17 independent theaters across the state. And th- that, that, that kind of spirit is really alive and well. At least it was. Whereas I think the big chains have suffered, but I do think that the concept of going to the movies as an event is something that there's an appetite for still. Well, the, so you,
1: the industry is going to consider that a boutique movement, which is fine. There's nothing wrong mm, with boutique. Nothing wrong with a boutique movement.
0: But they might have to consider it more. They're going. Like, yeah.
1: You know, they're going to have to listen. It's, it's, it's a dramatic, what we what we've decided here that we have a dramatic change that's going to affect every means of distribution. <laughs> no, not just theatrical, not just streaming. If for some reason, some magical reason, the pay per view thing really catches on, that is another industry. That's a new industry. And it's, I, I, personally, I, I have my doubts.
0: Yeah, I don't see that happening. There's,
1: there's but, look, people are are are
2: getting hit by this thing hard financially. Right. And the last thing they're going to sign off on is their kids saying, "Can we watch this?" Yeah. And it's like, "No, you're going to yeah. watch a repeat of The Office and be <laughs> yeah. and and, ha- and have the pasta that we have in the pantry." Yeah. And, and 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 pipe down.
1: Right which uh, reflects what Sarah said earlier. I'm, I'm a little disappointed, frankly, by the, listen, it's early days yet. And this is, good, I don't, I'm not a doctor or a politician or philosopher or this, this is not a six month thing. It just isn't. If, it is, yeah. if, if if mass illness and, you know, some of you guys saw my Facebook post last week about how one big illness spread and how it actually improved the world in the long run. Mm. Um, the, diseases don't go away in six months. The, the human immune system does not change in six months. And this particular thing—I'm not a doctor. This particular thing, viruses of, of this type, any kind of flu virus or similar virus, has a great, a great ability to get resistant real fast. You know. Yeah, it's, it's
2: got a shelf life. I I I agree with Warren. I think we're in this thing for the long haul. Mm-hmm. As we saw, these idiot kids um, are, um, you know, because it doesn't affect them, right. Or they're just stupid, or they think they're immortal. They have, um, you know, they're, they're hanging out with each other. We've seen that and before too. Say it again. We've seen that before too. When and they're gonna. But, but here's here's the here's the twist mm-hmm. in this in this old story of kids being stupid, mm. now they can't go back to college. Now they can't go right. back. Yeah. They're going to go home uh, to their parents' house and where their them grandparents sick. live, and everybody's going to get sick. And 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 because this idiotic administration um, is refusing to test people so they won't, you, in an effort to suppress the numbers, just you wait when they start testing people. I know. But this thing is, I, I, and let me say without punctuation, I cannot believe I'm still in the stock market. And this thing is going to be crushing financially. Yeah. This thing is going to be crushing uh, health, health-wise. As we all know, um, our, our hospitals are ill-equipped to handle this. And and the doctors and nurses are gonna get sick and rural hospitals have already shut down over the last ten years. Mm. This is the the United States is starting to feel incredibly not spectacular. Yeah. And um and 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 and, and there there there's a darkness in in my estimation, and again, I know nothing. Um but just based on common sense, I, I think this thing's going to get really dark. And and to, to bring it back to our business, um, as a lot of people know, uh, the way you sell a television show is you go sit in a room with studio executives and network executives. Yeah. And that's, um, you know, that's all, the, all these places have shuttered. And so now writers uh, and producers are going to have to figure out a way how to do this remotely and how to put on a show um, with a laptop. And um, and that's going to be tough. Uh, I mean, it can be done and shows will be sold, uh, but – that's the way this thing is going to go for the next several months.
0: What about the big productions? I mean so, like out in the field big productions are not happening. Everything's shutting down. I mean that's going to be that's which is going to delay things. I mean Mission Impossible like is delayed shooting. That you know the, like those kind of movies are all going to be Yeah. It's I mean it's going to be huge. You're right. Like the yeah. way
2: Can can, can we have this war scene with only three people?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That would be really helpful.
2: Can
0: can Tom Cruise, like, do a stunt um, in his living room for us?
1: I I mentioned it earlier before we weren't recording that I I still have many, many friends who are at a certain place in, in, in movie making. Because, you know, we started as kids together and now, you know, these guys run companies. And and they run effects departments, and they you know they're cinematographers and they're le- leading editors. All of those people, or three of them this week, have contacted me saying, "I'm done." Two of them have pulled off been pulled off major motion pictures, and that's a big deal. Wow. The reason that's if my friend Alan Alan Appone, you can look him up. He's a great guy and a more generous human being that always gave a kid a break. Always. Where are the breaks now? what is Alan going to do for a living? Certainly. But where's the next talent pool coming from and mm. what are they going to do? So the discussion for me is a little bit broader than I suspect it is for, you know, just a, a little bit of what, what seems to be parochial at times. And uh, at the, at, at the risk of pushing the down button a little bit more as if it needed more pushing, we have a culture to worry about here. And I'm, and, and, Six months from now, make fun of me, and I hope you can. And I'll take it. I'll take it like a man. But the point is, if you have a situation where, for the first time in my life, I have seen on your local news, if I can't avoid it, uh, mass burials in Europe. Yeah, and I'm seeing it in industries shut down that, ladies and gentlemen, are vital to a culture. Then I'm, I'm thinking to myself, well, gosh, you know, I'm a member of the Writers Guild. I'll strike or I won't strike. I don't know. For, for me, I think, I think as as people, we have a, a great big challenge that goes beyond anything we can imagine at the moment. I'm not trying to push the down button. But I'm trying to get people to just appreciate where we are. We will endure. Human beings endure. We do that. All of us won't. Many of us won't. Right. Uh, maybe we got on top of this in time. Maybe we didn't. Maybe we were idiots about it. That wouldn't make history either. But uh, I, 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 we're not just worried about our loved ones, and, and, and as we should be, I'm worried about the guy I don't know. I'm worried about the guy I don't know right now who is on the verge of the next great physics discovery, who isn't working.
3: Mm.
1: You know, I'm, I, I'm worried about the, all of those people. So I'm sitting in my room. I'm having a great time, you know. But I, the movie industry will be whatever it is. We've changed so many times just in a few years that they'll figure. Out, we will figure out some way to entertain people because people s- simply will demand it. Will they? Will they pay a lot of money for it? I don't know. I pay a lot of money for entertainment personally. I don't have the Disney Channel, but i i have I have Criterion, which isn't cheap, and I'm keeping it. And maybe there's a model there for people watching movies. Maybe there is a way that people will get their new movies in that mode. I don't, I don't. So, know.
2: Yeah. uh, before the unpleasantness, mm. um, I and another, uh, and, and two other writers, uh, we had a pitch set up, uh, Monday and Tuesday at Netflix and mean? at Hulu Wow. And at HBO Max and at ABC. And uh, they were very excited about the pitch. And um, and then this happened. And they said, uh, well, we can't, uh, you, you can't come in, but we'll do this remotely. Hmm. And I had a conversation with the other two writers and said, I don't think this is a good idea to do it remotely.
3: Hmm.
2: Um, I don't think. Um, I don't think this is a show and and I won't tell you what it is, but I don't think this is a show that they'll buy in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, it just, it, it might feel too light to them. It's too easy to pass. Um, and even though the show is not light, it's just, it's, it's it's a harder sell to their bosses when everything is shut down right? to say, uh, let's do this show. Let's start, you know, uh, the ball rolling here and and we'll, and and we'll get a script written, but the, the remote of it all and then uh, scared me, Um, you know, because you can be funny and smart and charismatic in person in a way that, it doesn't necessarily translate with six different people on six different laptops. Mm. And um but it, it raises the other kind of question is uh what do people want to watch as as the world is on fire? Um because I'm I'm watching a couple sitcoms last night that are so silly. <laughs> and I know and Warren, you know a lot about this. Mm. Mike, um, in World War II, uh, were a lot of the movies escapist fair? Were, were they light and frothy and silly?
1: Or, this was a, a class discussion the other day. Uh, I, I did a film noir presentation at some phony baloney conference, and there were very few, film noir was a reaction, you know, mostly. Mm. Very little of that during World War II on this continent. Uh, they We did detective shows. We, excuse me, we did detective movies, we did love stories, we did some musicals, we did that stuff too. We also had a different industry because movies were television back then, so we, the comparison's a little difficult. Um, but as a rule, we did not do broken hearts unless, right. they, unless they were romances,
3: mm. like,
1: you know, the women or something. Um, uh, and but we, but we did do more movies. Yeah. yeah, we did do Five Graves to Cairo, and we did uh, do you know we 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 did those stories, and it was. And you also like, did it's a Wonderful Life. Uh, yeah, it's right at, right at the end of the war. Uh, it was made during the war, but you know released and yeah. and we and we anticipated it with things like Casablanca, which were the war was on, but we weren't in it yet. And mm-hmm. So yeah. the compa- the comparison is the, the comparison is difficult. Are people? I think here's the thing. Let me just react to what Steven said for a moment. And that is it's hard to be in the room with an executive when you're not in the room Mm
3: -hmm.
1: with with the executive. It's absolutely true. And I'm not now speaking of rooms. That's where our audience is now.
0: Yeah. That's uh, that was changing. Anyways,
1: Uh, the last time we had this discussion, I was the guy who bemoaned the lack of programming for everyone. I don't know if you recall that or not, but you know, it was a little bit of nostalgia on my part thinking, oh, there was a time when everybody sat down and watched, oh, yeah, I yeah. don't know, Bonanza or Ed Sullivan or some nonsense. Yeah. Well, guess what? That's what we're going to be doing now. We can be isolated in our own little rooms with our own little computers, but that's not what makes the industry any money. So I, yeah. I, I, I'm not 100% sure I know what the content is yet because I don't know what the delivery system is yet and in my opinion it's delivery that powers content but i you know i can be talked out of that
0: i'll tell you for particularly younger and i used to my generation one thing that people really like to watch in this time is is horror believe it or not i mean that's that's something in the last decade that's become extremely popular as a reaction um, and I don't see that going away. I think yeah, and, no, and no, it, no, it's, it's something that they're str- like, and that's one of the things that's streaming the most too. Um, but I, I just actually dropped this piece, 25 movies to watch during the pandemic. And they are every one of the ones that I picked are in every genre you could imagine. So I think like, I don't know that there's a, a thing that everybody's watching right now. I think everybody just wants to watch something, you know?
1: Well, that's, I just wonder how long the people are going to, people will either envelop themselves in isolation or want to get out of it or some degree, some degree of each. And in terms of horror, let me tell you something. People have made fun of me because of my walking dead obsession. Well, who's laughing now?
0: Well, (laughs) I I hope you're not still watching that show. (laughs)
1: as a matter of fact it's a very good season and i'll thank you not to pick no
0: up. i well hey i was an original walking dead fan we did a weekly podcast I remember you know, on it we still do it on it um but i just really felt that they jumped the shark when glenn died and it sort of went I'm, downhill you know, ever I'm, since
3: i'm,
2: I'm not going to allow y'all to go down this hole <laughs> Stephen has a whistle, and he will use it. <laughs> All right, I'm going to uh, call a timeout and put you both in your walking down. Okay. Control. Okay. Although, uh did I make your list, Sarah, of your 25 to watch? Uh,
0: th- of this first batch of no, this was just a batch of films. Did I? Okay. Um, but you are in the TV series list.
1: Am I in the list? Well, and let me
0: also, let me tell tell you, let me tell you something else, too. This list was curated by uh, free. So in other words, Amazon Prime or Netflix that you could watch free with your account. So I would have 100% included 13th Warrior, but it unfortunately is not streaming for free right now.
1: I got a couple copies I'll lend out if you like.
0: Um, well, that's not
1: going to help so, the masses, but <laughs> I, I'm I'm
2: personally, um, of the belief that some very dark scripts are being written. Yeah, right kidding. Now. Yeah, I think
0: yeah. that's true.
2: And um, and I think they're going to land. I think they're going to hit. And you know what? What we've always said is uh, that in many ways, culture is a is a uh, is a mirror back and and is in some ways uh, reflects the times and I think people are looking for ballast I think they're looking for gravitas I think they're looking for something in substance and I think uh, the silliness I get. Uh, people do want to laugh. That's not to say you can't be funny uh, while writing darker pieces and hopefully you are. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I, I think some, I, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to be a bunch of floral landscapes coming no, out. of no, no, mm-hmm. no And I know that that's not what I'm writing. I am veering hard dark and I'm very comfortable doing so. Can you
0: share anything?
2: Um, I'm I'm writing a um, uh, something set in New Orleans, circa 1898, which is set in a infamous red light district.
0: The one and, that I read, that yeah, yeah, that's a great.
2: I'm doing a much darker pass. Okay. Script now. Okay. Uh So, um, and I'm and I'm writing a, a series about a motivational speaker. Um, Because I uh, and even though it's a comedy, uh, it's got some, um, you know, it's it's got some weight to it, because I think people are looking for, um, you know, for rules. I I think they they, want to feel tethered. And a little bit about what that comedy is about is um, is is trying to be connected to something in a world that feels uh, desperately disconnected.
1: I, I usually veer dark, and uh, I'm doing something now with, a, with a, a producer that I have been told. You know, I don't think we I don't think we would be do- doing it quite this ambitiously six months ago, and it's pretty dark material. Mm. Um, it's even you know Hollywood's gotten an nothing for period pieces, but I keep getting calls saying this is the period that we're so fascinated by in the uh, American
0: relations at that time. I'm just so fascinated by. Um, so. Here's a question. What is, uh, so, you know, TV and film before this all happened mm-hmm. uh, was growing closer and closer together anyways, because okay. as we've spoken many times, the, and as you mentioned again, Warren, you know, mm-hmm. the theatrical distribution has really been declining. What's going to, is it all going to be jumbled into one, like in a real sense, not just a, we think it's that way. What's going to happen with those two mediums, like made for streaming versus made for theatrical? And is it really dependent on the whether theatrical dies?
1: Uh, well, I don't have a crystal ball, but uh, if people want to survive both as individually and corporately and even artistically and creatively, they're going to have to do that. They're going to have to, you know, mob up a little bit. And I think, you know, we, as we discussed in the past, um, Movies and TVs, yes, they are they are they are veering together. Um I don't see any alternative to that. Are the movie theaters open this weekend? No. 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 Like everything is shut down.
0: Everything's now shut down except for essential places.
1: So the bar you're telling me the bars are closed too, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm teasing. Everything <laughs>
0: Although there's
3: a lot of liquor in the
1: supermarket, by the way. Well, from, it, it just goes to show you what survival means to people. To some people, it's toilet paper. And to other people, it's really good bourbon. <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, yeah there, there's, there's going to be a melding. There sort of has to be. And one of the things I think, well, and maybe I think Steven's more, more is the expert in this, in this, in this field, uh, TV series, drama, and comedy give people something to hold on to. And um in the absence of that I'm not a hundred percent sure what the industry will do. It's it's so important to people, you know, maybe not to me so much, but what's happening with this is us or something. It, it's it's such a part of oh, the Oh do you deal. mean because
0: of the episod so episodic you're episodic, saying
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and all you know, it's like it this is gonna maybe this I don't know if you guys know this or not. So, some of the people I teach are like 21 and some of them are in their 30s. You know what they have in common? This is a punchline for, not a punchline for a joke. The one thing they have in common is friends.
0: Yeah, that's a, that is a, it's true.
1: I know that we, people can write great academic papers. We can do another two hours about why friends, but they really are united in that. They even talk about it.
2: Mm. So, I, I do think, this is going to be a really compelling period coming up mm. for, uh, for episodic television. And, um, you know, people are staying home. They're discovering a lot of people for the first time from series that they may have overlooked. And they are seeing that it's, that in some cases, it's an extraordinary dramatic art. And, and I, I, I think some of these, um, networks will continue to invest in what they think are, um, top drawer series. I, I think, I hope, and, and maybe this is just hope talking, uh, that they want to make a lot of good television in the next couple of years. Um, cause people are going to be, people aren't going to have the money to go out anyway. Right. Mm, True. You know, and what they do have money to do is, is, is make an economic meal and sit at home. And as Warren said, maybe as a family, watch something together and, or apart, but, um, (laughs) you know, um, are people, uh, going to be running out and living it up in the next couple of years? Um,
1: probably not. (laughs) Yeah. You know taking everyone's,
2: everyone's, everyone's
1: taking a hit going out and living it up at, at, is what happens after plagues historically if huh. if, if indeed the plague uh, if I, I'm calling it a plague. Roaring
0: 20s after the spanish flu oh,
1: I'm, I, after this well after this my, my dad, by the way, survived the in 1918 influenza, which is pretty amazing. Um, yeah, but I'm thinking about like other historic diseases. I mean the classic example is bubonic plague. I can give you a lecture on a subject, but I won't. But it was followed by a time of great economic booms because suddenly there was more land. <laughs> Never mind, I'm not giving you that. But very often there's a, uh, a period of exhaling, if you will. And then things happen. I don't know if that's going to happen with us because we're dependent on different things. Uh, it'll be interesting to see it. If it comes to that.
0: Hmm. What are you guys uh, speaking of? What people are watching now? What are you guys watching now, Steven, You mentioned, but like, what what else?
2: Give some um, people
0: some choices here.
2: Well, I'm going back in to see some shows that I um, that I missed um, um, on the lighter side. I'm watching uh, Shits Creek. Love it. We- which is just great. Um, And on the darker side, um, and I'm embarrassed to say this, I missed Ozark. Um, uh, But now I'm back in and really enjoying storytelling. Mm -hmm. And I just started, uh, speaking of a reflection of the times, uh, I just started uh, David Simon's uh, The Plot Against America.
0: I also started that. And I'm I'm
2: intrigued. I, I'm intrigued too. And while I'm, you know, look, I, it's it, I don't know how much fun it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's 1940, Newark, um, a world in which um, uh, uh, the Lindbergh. Anti Semite, America first, isolationist, uh, uh, movement took hold instead of going off to fight World War II. And, um, you know, the echo, it's kind of, it it kind of feels like a memo to Trump and his his followers. And on that note alone, it, 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 it's interesting viewing. And I love Zoe Kazan, so well, yeah, go. hubba hubba.
1: But uh, uh I'm, you? Go, I am going in a different way entirely uh, because I am watching on. Well, I am watching a show that I, was like made for me. Speaking of intimacy, and that's Babylon Berlin. I love that mm, show.
3: That's a great I, show.
1: I mean, I love every inch of it, and uh, a lot of the streaming stuff on Netflix. But I find myself, and this is both comfort and challenge. Uh, taking advantage of my criterion membership to miss to catch up on some of the great cinema i've missed in my life or see it again that's you know i mean that that's kind of everything to me at a time like this in terms mm-hmm. of entertainment uh when you got a guy like me who's willing to sit down and watch both versions of berlin alexander plots and you know this is not a musical ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and it goes on for hours and hours. And, you know, I'm a a happy camper. And what are you watching, Sarah?
0: I just finished watching The Outsider uh, on HBO, Uh, Stephen King's, um, Mm -hmm. the Stephen King adaptation, which I really liked, although I felt the ending was a little anticlimactic, but I did really like it. Um, I just started watching Westworld, the new season.
1: Yes, yes, yes. (laughs)
0: Um, it's what I thought it would be confusing and I'm not so sure. Like it, it, I Westworld was really great the first season. And I feel like they got to meta and now I'm not, but I, I'm, I'm going to see where it goes. Um, and I also won't watch uh, Also Babylon Berlin, which I think is a great show. Um, there's another show. Like here's a show that I gravitate to a, a kind <laughs> of show. I gravitate to in a, situation like this fortitude are you familiar
2: Not, no,
0: no fortitude is an amazon original it's i think it's a norwegian production but it's a, it's english speaking um uh and the first season is brilliant and there's some incredible actors in it like stanley tucci and um uh i'm blanking on who else is in it but a great One of the, you know, Doctor Who that was also in The Leftovers, um, Eccleston, Christopher Eccleston, Um, and it's, it is set in a very, very northern, like, Arctic town, there's, it's a murder mystery, it's dark, it's sort of bleak, but it's also brilliant, and there's kind of supernatural tones to it, so... That's that kind of thing. I tend to go to the supernatural or the fantasy or the genre. Good for you. It comforts me somehow. Nice. Yeah. 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 So. Well, I think I am going to leave it on recommendations because I think it's a good place to 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 end this. Mm. But I also want to end it on a hopeful note. So let's go around and say something hopeful. <laughs>
1: Well, Stephen, this is your big chance.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I think I think this is a a, a very cool opportunity uh, to sit with yourself and sit with the people you love, and and remember that life is precious and tenuous, mm. and 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 be grateful for the things that you do have, and um and 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 say them out loud to the people. Um, you love. Um, this is uh, um, um, a, a time um, uh, to to work harder to connect to the people around you because it is harder to.
1: Yeah.
0: Warren? Well,
1: I'm going to echo what Stephen said, and this is a really good time. I got good news and bad news. What do you want first? The, the good news is this is a really good time to be good people. Mm. Mm. How lovely. And, and um, the people that aren't being good people, they're going to get weeded out. If history is, any mm-hmm. indication. It, no, I'm serious. If, if history is any indication, it isn't always that good, good people tend to do. Okay. For one reason only, I think that, uh, I think Primo Levy pointed it out, might have been Primo Levy, that when you do something decent, when you keep yourself decent, when you do things like, I don't know, get up in the morning, even you're stuck in your house, get up in the morning, get showered, get dressed, see what the people next door are doing. When you do that, people help you and people survive. That's my, that's the good thing. That's the good thing that can come out of it. The other thing is it's a a little more it's going to sound bad, but it really isn't. Um, Nothing has ever been built without leveling some ground. Mm. Hmm. So uh, in, in the story that I'm writing now, two American soldiers in Germany in 1966 are talking, for example. And it's about the race issue. And he says, well, Look at this country. It gleams, you know. And they were bombed 20 years ago. That, you don't see that in America. Not yet, somebody says, because it's the racial conflict. I think we're going to get bombed a little bit. And we are getting hit a little bit. Mm. But we're going to be able to build something gleaming out of it. We just don't know what it is. And if you look at this as an adventure and an opportunity to build on ground that's been cleared for you a little bit, I think that's a good thing. Hmm. But, you know, I have to go back to the original. Be good people. Yeah.
0: Hear, hear. I, I I, just want to add that in continuing that, one of the things that I'm trying to really kind of take a pause and think about is what can I do? What, What is it that I can do to contribute? And I know it sounds like it's nothing in comparison to what, like nurses are doing, but I, I spent, I put a labor of love into writing this piece with 25 different movies that people would stream for free right now. And that's, that's something weird. I can do. And that's like, and, and also I can engage it with the, the things I'm with the talents I have. And I'm trying to be mm-hmm. mindful of that. And I think that's something that we should all do right now is what do you got that you can give? Cause we all Maybe- need,
1: maybe there's something we can actually do. I mean, the three of us and, you know, also um, extending our tentacles. That's what the cocktail party.
0: No, I, I, that's why I wanted to ask you guys what you're watching too, because this, you know, people want to hear this stuff. People are dying for things like this. I had so many people say to me, message me saying, Oh my God, I cannot tell you how much this meant to me.
2: Yeah. I think people are bursting at the seams and you know call your friends and and don't just text like hear their voice right let them hear yours yeah that's a great thing
0: all right gents well i appreciate you, your Sarah. time Thank and you. hey I, I in the spirit of all this i just want to say how much i appreciate the two of you back at
1: you and you anyway. oh okay. god you guys are awesome come on.
0: stay safe stay healthy and uh as Ever, we will be back um, you can visit us online at the hmcnetwork.com and we'll be back with more podcast episodes. Thank you sir Thank you.
2: Thank you Stephen Thank you bud Take care
0: This has been the Age of Distraction podcast on the HMC Network For more episodes of this and other great podcasts visit the hmcnetwork.com and sign up for our mailing list so you'll never miss an update <laughs>
3: Thank you.